Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi everyone, welcome to Online Darts, a very special one. We've got the gaffer, we've got Mr. Barry Hearn, OBE, now with us. Barry, first of all, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm really good, enjoying watching my darts and uh, keep my fingers crossed we get back to some sort of normality over the next couple of months, you know? We'll touch on that in a minute, but first of all, the OBE, when the news broke, did you, yeah. <laughs> did you quite believe it? Because you were quite outspoken and not someone yeah. they normally give honours like that to. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm old school, you know, I'm chuffed, you know, sort of, sort of going to Buckingham Palace with the old lady to get me medal. I mean, you can't buy that, can you? I mean, that is proper. So, uh, yeah, I was chuffed and, uh, yeah, I was 45 years in the business to be an overnight success. So, I, you know, I've done my duties. I've, I've put in a decent shift and, and I'm very honoured to get the award. It means a lot to me. An unbelievable weekend of darting action, drama at the highest. First of all, the decision to move the Masters to, to 24, one that's been justified now because of what we saw over the weekend. Yeah, it's funny, really, because you look there and you say, everyone goes, God, that was a good move. That was, that was smart. You know, two blows got to the final outside. The truth of the matter is, in conversations with ITV, who have been big supporters of ours, they said, look, the Masters does good business. Is there any way you can make it an extra section? And I just said, oh, we could go 24. Yeah, that would be great. So there was no master plan at all. It just sort of evolved into it. And, and it, it's good because it does give eight more players a chance. And, and two of them took it with both hands, didn't they? It was unbelievable entertainment, unbelievable darts. Yeah, Johnny Clayton winning his first singles TV title. Yeah. We're seeing more and more winners. Do you think the no crowd is having an effect on that? Because we are seeing it more and more. Yeah, I don't think so, really. I just think what we're seeing is a level out, a levelling out of professionalism. I think the top players 
you know, they've, they've watched Phil Taylor or they watch Michael Van Gerwen or whoever, uh, and they've put the work in. COVID may have even helped because there's nothing else to do, so you might as well go and have a couple of hours on the ball practising. The standard has, has gone up. The averages were sensational, as we know from the Worlds and from this. I, I think there's just a levelling out at the top end where, you know, whereas there was only ever two or three players that could throw 105, 107, there's now 20, 20 odd players that can do that. And inevitably, that will give a broader spread of winners, I think, you know. The final, obviously, it was a shootout for the Premier League as well. When did that actually yeah. decision be made that, okay, the winner is going to get one? Oh, all the about, ten, about 10 minutes before it was announced. I mean, the whole of the PDC ball, you know, we're on this Instagram, you know, WhatsApp, sorry, um, feature so we can talk to each other. And we had said at the World Championships um, that we were going to leave one spot. And I think whether we'd, we hadn't actually said we're going to leave it till after the... Uh, we're going to make our decision at the end of the Masters. What we said is we're going to leave it till after. We didn't say when after, if you want to be tetchy about it. But as it was evolving, you know, and the, 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 the drama was, was coming out, and it looked more and more likely that you were going to get potentially a winner. I, I think we all felt that we'd more or less committed ourselves to saying... You know, I mean, there's an argument to say because the Premier League is going to be a, a little bit delayed in terms of it, you know, starting February, starting end of March. We could have waited to the UK Open, but we only had one slot. So the first bloke that got in, it deserved it. And I think during the evening, during the interval between the semi-finals and the final, we were all between texting each other saying... I think we're really committed to this. What do you all think? And everyone, yeah, there was no, there was no, it was unanimous decision. We thought whoever won that match deserved to have their their Premier League slot confirmed. And it was it was a nice bit of TV because we all decided don't tell anybody, keep you know, because it's it's too much on you if you've got that at stake. And I know how much Mervyn wants to get back in the Premier League. And Johnny obviously wants to make a big splash. So we made sure that no one knew, although they might have guessed it, you know, that's to be honest. But uh, Johnny's face at the end was, well, I think it's worth, worth the drama, you know. It, it was a nice nice way to handle it, you know. I, I was watching as a normal you know, TV fan and I couldn't wait for them to say, you know, especially when Jackie Oakley, when we came back before the final, she said, we know something they don't know. And, yeah. and that, what that does is that engages everybody to be part of this little secret, you know. We know something you don't know. <laughs> Winner this is in the Premier League. Could win a couple of hundred grand plus. Uh, could change his whole world. Could change it. That, that's what sport's about. And darcy has been like that from day one, hasn't it? You know, it's, it's all about opportunity and taking that opportunity with both hands and, and Johnny did. He, he played. I mean, he played some great darts. I mean, he wasn't that many sudden deaths. That was almost that was Van Gerwenish, you know, because he went what twenty five matches, twenty five consecutive sudden death wins on the spin. It's like that's unbelievable. But in one tournament, you know, to have those first three for Johnny was great. Irving was going to take him to the fall for one stage, but uh, he played well. The boy played well. It's, it's amazing. You know, that's why I love about darts. You know, Phil, because 
We're sitting there saying, oh, he's won 60 grand. He's in the Premier League. Could win another couple of hundred. You know, firstly, this sort of money didn't exist in Nars a few years ago. But, but secondly is Johnny's now got a big decision. Does he stay as a part-time plasterer for Cardiff Council or whatever, or his local council, or does he put an extra couple of hours a day in, you know? I mean, it's a big decision for him because Premier League, you know, it's not so bad if you've got four or five or six of them in a, in a block booking, but generally it's every Thursday. So it sort of messes up your week for about 16, you know, your, your life for 16 weeks. So, but he's got to look in the mirror and say, what do I want to do? I mean... He can change his life. I mean, that's the, the essence of all great sport and darts is right up there. It can change your life. One game can change your life. And that, on Sunday night, may have changed Johnny's. Definitely. Realistically, before the Masters, how many people were in contention for that spot? And there was a lot of talk and whispers on social media that Barney was in the conversation if you'd have put the decision back and he'd have won his tour card. Was that ever considered? No, not at all. There were 15 names in contention. We already had nine players uh, picked, and there was 24 players in that event, and it was never, ever going to be outside those 15 spare players, you know, because, again, we, they had their chance. I like level playing fields. You know, boys, I actually, how can I tell the difference between, you know, Stephen Bunting, Mervyn King... Johnny Clayton, Simon Whitlock, James Wade, Dave Chisnell. I mean, the names keep coming at you and you can make a case for every one of them. So it was so, it's actually something, I'm not sure we won't go down this route again next year. It's It put a bit more attention on the Masters, which is good for publicity, but it's super fair, isn't it? You know, you pick the ones, when you go through those players, top four automatic, and then the rest of either been there or one ma or one majors during the year. So they can't, you know, Jose D'Souza, I mean, Nathan from last year, but he still had a, a you know, decent season, although he got slaughtered in the in the Masters <laughs> at one stage. I thought, nine nil, blooming hell. Come on, Nathan. Uh, it's, uh, no, I just like things that are open and fair and transparent. So we can all see what's happening in front of our eyes. And we're all sitting there, part of that little secret, and we know what's, you know, what the opportunity is. So, now I've heard rumours, yeah, oh, well, you know, Raymond Van Barnfield, absolute load of rubbish. Never, ever, ever was in any consideration because it wouldn't be fair. I mean, it's just basically wouldn't be fair to the, the, the 128 guys who have qualified for the tour. I mean, good luck to Barney. Who used to say Barney can't get back in the Premier League next year? If he goes to Q school, he wins his tour card, he comes back and wins a major, he's back in. But it's a level playing field and it's transparent. Talking on this year's Premier League, obviously we don't know a start date yet. Have you guys pencilled in a date that you think yeah, you're aiming we'll, for? We, we, we were hoping that we could get back to live crowds in early April. It's looking less likely, but we're still, you know, we're still watching and we're talking to the, the government daily and, you know, it's just... We need to get these cases down. We need to get the vaccinations. I mean, the vaccination numbers are fantastic. Hopefully, hopefully, within the next two weeks, cases and deaths in particular will fall off a cliff, disappear because, you know, I got my vaccination on Sunday, you know, so happy days. I've never seen so many happy people in hospital to have a needle stuck in. But it's, uh, yeah, I think we're probably looking at end of March time-ish, 
uh, to stick a few dates together so that we've got a little, you know, you don't want it running right through the summer. So, and then we're looking to get back. I'd love to say in front of live crowds, I'm not sure April's maybe a little bit early, but at some stage during the Premier League, I do believe we will have a chance to put live crowds back in. So realistically, the first block is going to be behind closed doors, you feel? For yeah, the I, I, feel it, I feel it has to be because we can't take the chance. You know, every time you wait for something, something happens and uh, you've got a disaster on your hands. I mean, the essence of the PDC is professionalism and the fact that we've managed to maintain so many events over lockdown and COVID is all about planning, you know, and you plan on the conservative side in, the, in, in times of epidemic because you just don't know and you don't want to be left there with contracts out with major venues and you can't get anyone in there. Realistically, we're better off at Milton Keynes or Bolton or you know, wherever because actually the team do a good job on making it look and feel. I've been amazed, Phil, you know, watching it over the period of months that we've now been watching darts behind closed doors. Dare I say it? I'm not missing the live crowd as much as I thought I would. I mean, I'm still missing. I mean, of course, I'm missing the money they pay, by the way. It's costing us a, it's costing us a bloody fortune. Yeah. <laughs> it was four million quid out of the world championships, you know. But it's okay because we've had good days and we've, we run a very conservative business. So we always put, you know, no working class, put a few quid away for a rainy day. Well, we've been doing that. So we've been in a position not to have to reduce prize money and to continue creating events. So everyone's happy, you know, we can't change what, what COVID is. We've got to just be patient and get through it. But we're in a good place to go back. But I think, yeah, I would say end of March, you're looking at a, somewhere around end of March early. I think we've got ball meeting on Thursday and I would expect Matt Poulton to make his announcement soon after that for Premier League dates. Milton Keynes, the front runner? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Is there anything else other than Milton Keynes? I think the whole world begins in Milton Keynes, doesn't Milton it? Milton Keynes or the Rico at Coventry, take you there. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. A, I mean, you've got this lovely in, in-house fighting at Matchroom, you know, because we've got yeah. so many events, you know, 600 or event days. <laughs> And then you've got Emily Fraser on Matrim Multisport saying, well, I want that for the bowling or I want that for Championship League snooker. And then you've got the snooker boys from Bristol. Oh, well, we know we want that venue for the, the, the Grand Prix. Sorry, the Players' Championships or... Yeah. Oh, and then Matt Port goes, oh, well, I want that. So it's all going up in the air at the moment. We're having like fistfights in the office over who gets what venue, but... It works out. It works out. So it's either Milton Keynes or Bolton. They're the two favourites, probably. But I know we've switched uh, some of our snooker events down to Celtic Manor in Wales, which is a nice venue as well. But again, it could be anywhere, couldn't you, when you turn it on? You're in a box, you know, the lights are up, you know, that lovely walkway, the music, the screen. It could be, it could be in your back garden. Yeah, definitely. Um, touching on the worlds there, so... It was four million. Was that the total that you ended up losing hosting the worlds without a crowd? Yeah, well, four million amount of revenue, which was, you know, yeah, it's not nice. I try. I'm having therapy so that I don't have to think about it. Because you, know? <laughs> uh, you know me. I mean, I do like to make a pound note every now and again. And, and this year, it's been like, okay, and I, I don't know whether it's just because you get old and you think there's no point in having the reserve fund if you don't use it when you need it. 
So, yeah, I've convinced myself that it hasn't hurt us at all. You know, okay, if it's just a bad year, next year will be a good year. So you shrug your shoulders and you get on with it, don't you? You don't start going into one or you know, having a little sulk in the corner. That don't, that don't get you anywhere. So, you know, and the, of course, the other side of it is, I suppose, that our TV ratings are through the bloody roof everywhere around the world. World Championships this year was mega, biggest numbers everywhere around the world. So, that's a, you know, hopefully there's a lot of new darts fans there, Phil, that will stay with us because they enjoyed what they saw. Uh, and they were watching it, some of them, because there was nothing else on, you know. Um, so, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses, so we don't get too depressed. Basically, just carry on crafting away and knocking out tournaments and, and make sure that you got... I mean, I'm just doing it really because I want to watch something on telly I'm getting bored you know so I'm, I'm just being selfish oh we'll, we'll carry on and you know there's I mean next week is Cusco I mean how exciting is that I think that's my favourite week of the year really. yeah. you know it is just sensational watching all those kids trying 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 you know the stories that come up it's bloody brilliant I can't wait for that and then straight into the UK Open and then sooner or later we've got to get some pro tours up and running because we've just Gotten some new players, on, you know, obviously coming through Q School, and we've got to get back to some sort of normality. So February's going to be, yeah, a little bit quietish, and then I think March onwards, we're going to smash it up again, mate. Touching on what you said there about the reserve pot, how big is that? Can it go on for another year? And are you, will you have to look to reduce prize money at some point, or is it okay at the moment? Yeah. As is reserve pot. <laughs> That goes on for decades. Not even. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, you know, I don't like losing. And I, don't, I mean, it doesn't, you know, I'm not frightened to say to the players, your prize money's off. I'd much rather say your prize money's 100%. And I, and I think the players have really appreciated that. And, yeah. and that, I know it sound, sounds a bit crap, but we've got, we've got a good feeling in the sport, you know? I yeah. mean, we've got a good feeling in the sport. You know, although I'm the governor, I'm not really the governor, am I? I mean, you've got Matt Ball and all his team running it. I'm sitting there taking all the credit, you know, <laughs> give me an OBE and all this. And I, you know, I love it. I love all that. But I love the game and I love the people that play. But the players have been so magnificent during this time. I mean, they've all, you know, there's not been an awful lot of whinging. You know, they're just they're grateful they've got a chance to earn a living. Yeah. And I, and I think... I think they'll remember when we get back to good times, they'll remember that we stood by them. And I think that's the least you should do. What you said about the pro tours as well, after Q School, can we expect a spring series yeah. perhaps before the UK yeah. Open? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure before the UK Open because that's March the 3rd to the 5th, isn't it? Or something like that. So um, it's going to be there or thereabouts. I, I, I think there'll be something, I think, I think Matt, Porter's trying to organise something in late February so that people get some match practice and get, and get back into that. I thought the idea of the, you know, the spring series, autumn, summer series, yeah. you know, rather than a weekend here and a weekend there, uh, it was quite interesting if you had, you know, three, well. four, five of those in a row. I thought it worked quite well. People can go and earn a chunk of money instead of having, you know, you have two bad results, you go home and think, oh, that was a good weekend, you know, I haven't paid me petrol money. But now, with four or five runs, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I think that's, again, ball meeting Thursday. I think there'll be a lot of things that will be coming out from that. They just need 
you know, as I say, because we run a responsible business, it needs to be part of the business plan. It needs to be approved by the directors and obviously financed by our secret squirrel reserves, you know, where we put all our nuts for Christmas. Looking ahead to the to the rest of the year, one that comes up all the time from Darts fans is Blackpool, the Winter Gardens. Yeah. Are you kind of hopeful yeah. that that could be I'm desperate. The, the one I, we break back in? That would be the one to be completely back to normal. I mean, this social distancing, you know, I mean, look, appreciate the doctors have got a responsibility to keep everyone well, of course, you know. But there is a time when you have to accept that things go wrong, flu, viruses or whatever, you know, and we have to get this country back on its feet. And and alongside that, we have to get sport back on its feet. So we don't want to go tear in rush. We want to see that we've got, you know, if we can vaccinate 30 million people, that's half the population. You know, from that stage, we've really got to say, okay, we're going to carry on vaccination, but... In the meantime, we're back to normal. And it, it would be my dream that if any event was ever made for coming back to normal, it would be the World Match Player Blackboard because it's outstanding. And that's what we're trying for. And I'm guessing that have you almost given up on the World Series again for 2021 with not, all the travel Not really. I mean, we've got we've got New York penciled in for June, we've got Copenhagen penciled in for June, and we're looking at Australia and New Zealand. And possibly one other in sort of August, September time. But it's up in the air at the moment. You know, I think looking at in America, realistically, New York might be a problem. I know that, you know, the Scandinavians are desperate for one in Copenhagen in June. So it's one of those ones, yeah, you can cancel it, but no one wants to cancel anything too early while there's still a chance. So we just watch and see and... uh, I see the tennis in Australia got 30,000 fans going. Um, so I don't know whether that means that we can go and have 10,000 fans in Australia. But over the course of the next few weeks and months, as this pandemic hopefully gets brought under control, then they'll see. The most important thing is you've got to be in a position to take advantage for the moment. The good news starts in the same way that you've got to be have the reserves and, and the ability to bounce back during the bad times. So it's all about planning, logistics, and no need for making a knee-jerk reaction. I know Eddie's spoken a lot about in the boxing, that he's willing to take shows abroad if it means he can have fans in. Yeah. Is it something, would you do the same with the darts? Would you yeah, take of a major event out of the yeah. UK if you can have fans in them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a business decision, you know. I mean, I wouldn't really want to take the worlds out there because I think that's something special. Yeah, but there's no, no, there's it's a clean. This pandemic has taught us the benefits of having a clean sheet of paper. We don't make too early decisions. We just watch and then learn. But it's, it's common sense. If, if you can take, you know, a few hundred thousand pounds on ticket money in a in a country, as opposed to absolutely nothing elsewhere, then the decision's made for you. We're running a proper business. Also, touch on the amateur game with you for a minute obviously the the BDO sadly demised but out of the ashes we've seen new bodies come out the WDF mad as well all wanting to run the amateur game and work alongside the PDC are you excited for the amateur game and have you had much contact with any of the bodies no I don't personally but I mean I think Matt Matt's been having conversations with various people 
it's very confused and it's uh, for them bless them it's a very bad time to start something new with covid isn't it yeah so the amateur game's in a mess it's in a mess uh, will it get better with covid yes but realistically in today's world unless you have tv contracts and sponsorship unless you have big date income you can't come up with a level of prize money that looks acceptable it's a real problem for them. I mean, as I say, we've always been there to help, but we can't let it get in our way. I mean, we look at, we're looking in 2022 to make a massive global, massive, you know, we're saving all our little shillings up and we're getting ready for a really big bonanza globally because this game is taking off on television around the world and we've got to concentrate on that. So I don't really have the time necessary to consider the amateur game as, as important as it is to a lot of people. It's not part of my bigger picture. And I'm very happy the WDF and MAD and all that. Please God, they, they do a good job on it. And, and good luck because we need grassroots. But it mustn't take my focus away from where the real numbers are. Just touching on what you said there about global domination, because I know you've got another call to be on. Yeah. Talking about, obviously, Danny Baggish at the Worlds. Yeah. And... Um, Edward folks from Japan. Is that two areas that you're looking at, Asia yeah. and North America, to really hit home in? I think we're. I'm looking bigger than that. So I'm looking at Canada. I'm looking at America. I'm looking at Scandinavia. I'm looking at Southeast Asia. Looking at Australia, New Zealand. I'm looking at Italy. I'm looking at Spain. In fact, I don't know somewhere where I'm not looking. <laughs> so uh, I, I think there's the world we're in now with stream programs coming in, as you know. You know, you can be anywhere in the world. But what you what we're going to end up doing is producing this amazing 365-day dark involvement, which will be good for everybody because you'll get conversations going. And a lot of them will be small localised events that build up to... Nationals. And Danny Baggish for me was very important when he came to because America is a massive long-term market for us. We believe in it. We think there's a chance, but we do need new, younger, brighter players coming through to show that the investment's worthwhile. And I think the other kid, was it Dan Lawby or something? Yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked good as well. So, Matt hey, there's a... There's... Sorry? Matt Campbell from Canada as well. Yeah, I know. There's Listen, there's players... Who... Why not? Why shouldn't there be? It's a simple game to play. You know, it doesn't cost a lot of money to learn. It needs a lot of discipline and dedication. Why shouldn't they be? Can't wait for the first Alaskan, the little Inuit championships I can see in there. No, we had no limits. And that's the trouble with darts. But you know, in the past, people have given it limits or been comfortable domestically. Oh, you know, we're this. And I'm not having to pop at anyone. I'm just saying this, that's not the right attitude. The world is not such a big place anymore. So get out there and spread the gospel. And that's what we're going to be doing majorly in 2022. We're going to use 2021 to get ourselves back to normal, hopefully from the match play onwards. We get some sort of normality, decent world championships with full crowds. 2022, we pushed a global button. World domination is just around the Barry, what a place to leave it. Thank you very much for your time as always, mate. Pleasure, Phil. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. God bless everybody. Stay safe, yeah. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.